0: i'm um, at APA who's not there anymore and she was fantastic but um, and I get why she was saying this but when they dropped me she was trying to help me out and she was like you know I wonder if I seem to remember getting the feedback a lot i um, not pretty enough so what about a nose job <music>
1: welcome and thank you for listening to almost almost famous the podcast where actors writers convenes talk about the ups and downs ebbs and flows of working towards making this crazy biz and how they're almost almost famous i'm your host daniel acker today's guest is starred in will and grace reunion cougar town scrubs and co-wrote produced and starred in a pilot that went to south by southwest and more it's none other than the fantastic danielle weeks hi 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 hi. uh well of course thanks for hopping on and chatting Mm. We just worked together briefly, but I've seen you perform throughout the years and whatnot. You're fantastic. What was your journey to get into kind of acting and comedy and everything? Was this like as a child? It was like, yep, this is what I want to do. Or was it a later in life discovery?
0: Uh, No, it's definitely a childhood thing. I went to performing arts magnet schools from like fourth grade through high school. And um, so I always loved performing. I, I found... Acting at twelve—that's when I was bit by the, the bug, um, and I—I uh, I actually I got cast as the big bad wolf in Little Red Riding Hood, and uh, we took it around town. We we you know took it to all the other elementary schools and performed it for, for all the kids there. And I just found it so—I don't know—it's the experience of, of sort of tricking all these little kids. All these little kids thought it, I mean I was like four foot six. I was tiny, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I just, I loved, like, at the end of the show, we all would stand out in the hallway so that they could greet us, could greet the cast after. And I just loved that no one knew that I was this, you know, little girl. You know, I mean, no, I mean, they knew I was a, a kid, obviously, but they didn't, you know, I don't know. It just felt like I got to sort of, quote unquote, transform, you know, <laughs> Which, right. like, you know change my voice. And I was wearing this big furry costume. and um, oh,
1: that's so fun. Where, yeah, where was this growing up? Where This was
0: uh, Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just happened to be in a program that, you know, especially at the time, I don't know what it's like now, but there were just some great teachers. Really, uh, I got a really great education, and uh, even high school, I, I found an old uh, report card from my senior year, and I think I had like two or three academic classes, and the rest of the classes were like stagecraft, musical theater, dance. theater. You know, I was like, it was, you know, I just, it was, it, that was just what I just knew from a young age. I got my sidecar car when I was 14. Wow! I, yeah, I was doing, you know, anything that came through Tucson. I would, I thought that I auditioned a ton for TV and film. There wasn't a ton there, but I did like a really dumb, I think it was a Nickelodeon show called Hey Dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had like a recurring, you know, glorified extra role basically on that. They gave me a, my name was Betty and that was just fun, you know, and then I was involved in theater outside of school as well. So I was, sort of constantly in any given time I was doing like four or five plays at a time and uh yeah yeah and so and I got to do comedy you know I, I sort of did comedy more in school and then outside of school I was doing doing more dramatic stuff and but for me it was just like that was just there was no I don't even know that there was a moment that I was like what am I gonna do I just was that was what I was gonna do yeah. you know? and it seemed
1: like your your parents or ever was in charge of you were very on board as they would probably have to be
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was raised by a single mom and she, she, uh, yeah, she was very supportive. She was just always like, you know, her whole thing was just do what you love, do what you love, follow your happiness. That's all that matters. Uh, you know, how impractical doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, she's the one that sort of encouraged me to go to LA. I, I wanted to go to college and go to New York and, you know, cause I thought real actors moved to New York. Right. Uh, I was sort of embarrassed to move to LA. I moved out here when I was 18. And, uh, she actually discouraged college. So opposite of most parents, you, you know. You don't like,
1: hear I, that too often. Uh, what, was her, what was her what thinking behind that? Was it sort of like, you know what you want to do, don't?
0: Kind don't of, about. I mean, she, well, first of all, like when I showed her one of my acceptance letters, she was like, I mean, this makes my mom sound like a horrible person. She's she's not, but she, her response was, I don't know how you're going to pay for that. And I was like, okay. good point. I don't either. <laughs> and I just, uh, yeah, so I ended up, you know, moving out here all of my friends were in college and i was sort of like lost at sea mm-hmm. out here i came and yeah. moved in with my aunt and uncle and was taking classes and i'd been encouraged i i when i was 15 16 years old i did a comedy workshop with sheila guthrie who at the time was casting for paramount pictures And that was a really big deal, you know, at that time to have this woman from LA who like cast, you know, these huge sitcoms and she came out and brought her sitcom material and like did this whole weekend workshop with us. And um, at the end of the weekend, I went up and asked her about colleges. I was like, you know, what colleges do you recommend? And she was like, well, I mean, um, hmm, I don't know. I mean, I... uh, I mean, are you serious about the business or, you you know, and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. And she was like, okay, you know, and and then like a week or two later, I got this beautiful letter from her, this typed out letter that was like, you know, I just think you're ready to come to LA. I think you're ready you know, I think you would do really well. And I want to help you in any way I can, you know, if you, if you do just, she's basically said between New York and LA, if you're serious about acting, you'll probably end up in LA anyway. So you might as well just move to L.A., which is kind of funny because most of my friends that moved to New York ended up in L.A. You know, years later. So, but she was like, you know, if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And so when I moved out, she was the first person I called, and I had you know agent meetings and stuff through her, and took class. You know, she recommended classes and theaters and all that stuff. So I I sort of jumped in, trying to find my community that way. Uh, but I really, I mean, I I don't recommend that to people. Like when I have high school kids come to me and say. Hey, I really want to just you know move out, and and I'm like, like, "Mm, why? Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: what's the rush? You know, my advice is always go to Loyola, go go to a school that's in the city, and Mm -hmm. and you if you really have to be auditioning or whatever, like just get an agent and audition while you're in school, and there's no reason to um skip that part of your life. You know, I mean, I think I was so serious at that time that I. I remember telling myself, well, the only thing I'm really giving up is the social, I mean, aside from the academics, which I told myself I could do at any point in my life. I could right. always go to college, but I told myself I was missing the social um, opportunities, yeah. but I didn't really care about that. Like I didn't drink. I didn't like partying. I didn't, I wasn't, this was not into any of it.
1: Right. So is there so, any yeah. looking back where you're like, oh, okay. In hindsight, you would have enjoyed, or are you still like, you know what, that was fine to
0: no, I mean, I, you know, as, as we all do, I mean, I think most of us look back in our path and, okay, that was, I guess that was perfect for me. It was hard yeah. for my, my personality. It was so hard to feel like I was like, I mean, I had dreams for years of like missing most of my senior year, you know, like I'd wake up like the last day of my senior year. I'm like, I missed the whole year. I'm not going to graduate. You know, like I. I just had these, I had this sort of feeling that I was behind, you know, Mm. and of course at that age, everyone's like, what college are you going to, you know, whatever. And I was, I never had the answer. And all my friends from high school were like the smart kids, you know, and, you know, valedictorian or what, like they were all just doing really well. And I just felt like I was, uh, that I missed something, but no, looking back it it really was probably good for me Mm -hmm. to go through that and sort of, you know, find my way.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's it's rare that you have uh, that scenario where a parent is like, mm, college.
0: You yeah. never hear that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was really like, why?
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have uh, siblings or? Is it, yes. I do.
0: I I have uh, I have three brothers and a sister. That my my mom's. In fact, I I just I'm trying to sell a script right now. It's based on this. But my mom's best friend died of cancer when I was in high school, and my mom adopted her daughter who was 12 at the time. Wow. Yeah. So, but I was primarily raised with my two older brothers. We're sort of the first generation. And then when I was 13, my little brother was born. Mm. And of course at 16, we got Jessica. So
1: did the other siblings also go to performance schools or was it like,
0: one of my brothers did go through junior high um, and he played drums and and stuff like that. But and in fact, he's the one that told the acting teacher at that school about me. He was like, you know, my sister, cause he was there before me cause he's a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So he, he told, went home and told my mom, like, I think Danielle would really, you know and then my mom went and saw the play they, that Brenda, Brenda Krellin, who was uh, my first acting teacher. Um, they were doing on Frank, and it was like a rotating cast. So they, they, they each each kid played two parts and they would switch on and off each night. And my mom went and saw it and was like blown away by it. She was like, I don't understand how 12 year olds, I, I don't get this, how this is this good. And, you know, so she was really impressed. And then, yeah, and then I was able to go and do Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know what, how it switched from Anne Frank to Little Red Riding Hood, but that's what happened the year I joined. So,
1: yep. yeah. like We're going to really change gears here.
0: <laughs> it really change gears. Yeah.
1: Switch it she up. still
0: did like emotional prep and stuff, which is when I think about it now, it's just so funny. When you imagine a bunch of junior high kids, like laying on this, you know, laying in this dark theater and like screaming yeah. and, you know, getting angry and then getting sad. And then, you know, just yeah. going to all these emotional places, but it was really, it was fun.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, over the years, have you given yourself like a definition of success?
0: My idea of success when I moved to LA was, I I just want to be a working actor. Like I, I didn't tell anyone I was here to act for a couple of years because I I found I just thought it was so embarrassing mm. um, because I felt like everyone who moved to LA wanted to be famous and for some reason I just found I just thought that was I just never wanted someone to think I wanted to be famous <laughs> like I was like I don't want to be a star so I just wanted to be a working actor so that was always my idea of of success and I feel like I at a pretty young age started being able to support myself with acting and then I think for a while sort of you know like in my twenties I really. Wanted to be, you know, on a on a sitcom, and then it shifted. And as I got older, I just started to get more jaded. and And I think really now my idea of success is like just really having a balanced life, you know, like having a a really rich personal life um, along with a rich creative life. Um, yeah. And yes, I still like am so grateful I can support myself doing this. And so I'm sure that's a piece of what success means to me, but really I, I, you know, the, the fact that I feel like I could move to Montana and like open a theater company and I would be in heaven, like just tells me like, Oh, I must, you know, I must really, I must really like, you know, doing this. Like I'm, you know, cause I still am sort of like, is there anything else? Is there anything else I can do with my life? You know? But no, I, I think this is the thing I, I still love doing. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you went through like the, the common thing of like, okay, I just want to be working. I want to be working yeah. at what I say I want to be doing. And then as you start to do that, it starts to be like, well, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Then it becomes like, well, what else do I want? And then yeah. eventually I think everyone, when they get into like their thirties, yeah. hits that point where they go, well, my life can't just be about working. Yeah. And then it becomes like, well, what other areas do I like feel fulfilled and excited and exactly. happy about? Yeah. And just, Yeah. For sure, yeah.
0: And I think for me, because the way I was raised, uh, security is really important to me. Um, I, You know, being raised by a single mom and sort of, you know, there was a brief period of time we were on food stamps, you know, we got our clothes from uh, the clothing bank, you know, like, so I think there's always this feeling that like the other shoe is going to drop. So it it is like, just practically speaking, I'm sort of like, that's still something that I feel you know, I'm trying to sort of teach myself not to be in survival mode. Cause I've really no reason to be in survival mode anymore. And I haven't for a long time, but for some reason it's still, it's, you know, it's just still a, a thing, you know? Yeah.
1: It's a hard thing to break out of. if It's been kind of, especially during childhood. Exactly. It's sort of like a, It's like a very learned experience. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a strength in a lot of ways, you know, but, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's stressful. <laughs> it can be stressful on the body.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, Do you feel like there's been points in your career where you, have quote unquote, made it or hit personal milestones?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I probably, you know, totally naively, but my, the first series I got when I was 21, I, I remember I, cause that was the, that was really the moment I sort of became a working actor. You know, I, I, it's so funny. It's like, I got, I had this cocktail waitressing job for like two months and I was so bad at it. I hated it. It was, I was you know, waiting on all these wealthy asshole kids, you know, and I got fired. I'd never been fired from a job. Um, I got fired the night before I tested for this show. And the next night I booked the show. So it was just like this beautiful 24 hours where I was devastated because I couldn't believe I was fired. And it just was, I don't know. I took it really hard. And then to have that happen the next night, I really felt like it was it was a moment of like, oh my like this is real. This is I actually this can happen. The thing that I was hoping could happen actually is happening. That was probably a, a the the first and last moment <laughs> that I've had where it felt that way. No, um no, but I mean you sort of realize like, oh that's right. It's there's no there there. You would we continue on, <laughs> you
1: know, right. Ever evolving. Isn't it funny how you can get fired from a job you didn't even want or weren't even good at? And it still have, is like, you're clearly probably someone who's like a good student. So you're like, fired. I, yes. Well, that's, I don't get, I don't get fired. Yeah, like, it's like I I'm understand. competent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My ego is just like, I don't get it. I, yeah, it is. It is hilarious. Yeah. That that was actually felt like such a sweet, like, it just felt like what a s- sweet, I don't know. It just felt like it was just, the next night was like, just such a fun celebration. Cause I was oh. like
1: you know the highs and lows of it it's exactly so, so amazing it's but incredible. also like you said that like weird moment in the business when you go ah, you got to really celebrate every win you really and then realize it. that like any loss is truly a blip like it's a weird thing we have to be like acknowledge the like good moments as they're happening and then remember that like any bad moment will pass like exactly just, yeah like keeping that balance do you do anything in particular when like you're in like a personal lull or any any downtime so to speak and like do you have mantras do you have <laughs> things you do
0: yeah I mean I over the years you know I'm i uh, I've always sort of like meditated or I, i'm I'm always been really into self-help stuff I've you know been in and out of therapy and I'm just I I gravitate towards that stuff I just I think it's great um I do let myself grieve you know because I think it's important to do that and then over the years i've just learned to talk to myself a little nicer it's that thing where it's so hard as an actor because it's there's just always a vacuum that we can fill you know it's always we never know why we didn't get something you know and so it's so hard to just be with not knowing something it's hard you know it's hard not to fill a vacuum with well this is the reason and that's the reason and had i just done this and had i just done that and it's, it's usually none of those yeah. things. It is so not, once you get down to the wire like that, it's just, it's apples and oranges. And, you know, I've been close on things where I was close on something where they told me my legs weren't long enough. And it was one of those, it was one of those, uh, exper- you know, test, testing experiences where I, I was like, I won that room. Like there is no, I left going, oh, forget about it. Like, this is mine. Like, there's no doubt about it. No doubt. And then I didn't get it. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like, what's the feedback? Why? I don't get it, you know? And the feedback was, you did, your legs weren't one <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, I guess it's well, not a whole lot I can do about that.
1: Yeah. Try as I might. I know. I know what they're going to get.
0: I know. It's
1: so crazy. You learn
0: over the years. Like, you know, I, I had an agent. Again, this is like early on, you know, but I had an agent um, at APA who's not there anymore. And she was fantastic, but. Um, And I get why she was saying this, but when they dropped me, she was trying to help me out. And she was like, you know, I wonder if, I seem to remember getting the feedback a lot, um, not pretty enough. So what about a nose job? I was like, I almost couldn't even, I was just like, well, what would I, I don't, I don't know what I would do with my nose. And she was like, I don't know, maybe look into it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, it was just one of those, you know, and I was, I think I was like 23 or 24 at the time. And um, I just kind of went home and kind of went through the, sort of mentally went through all the actors and actresses in particular that I admired. And they all just had unusual faces and quote weird noses, you know, and they didn't do anything with their nose. And I was like, you know, I don't think, now, of course, looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, of course they were sending me out on the wrong stuff. That was not me. I, and by the way, I get why they were sending me out on that stuff because the first thing, the first role I got was this like, you know, bitchy cheerleader in a comedy, you know, and my hair was like, I had big blonde hair and all this makeup and, you know, know, this high school cheerleader and, but it was a comedy. I was playing a character,
1: you know?
0: And so I get why they just kind of put me in that little box uh, and I was going out and in the room, you know, in the waiting mm. room with all these really stunning young girls, you know, like really modelly stunning, gorgeous young girls. And I just, it was never me, you know, I've always been a character actor. Um, and so I didn't get myself at that time and they didn't get me, you know, right. and so I don't, I don't have any ill will about that. It totally makes sense to me now. You know, it's just at the time it was, I didn't understand, you know, it didn't, I didn't, I hadn't connected all those dots at that time. Uh, right. It's interesting looking back. So I'm like, oh, that's you know, yeah, that makes sense. You know,
1: it's a good thing you didn't jump and we're like, okay, let's. I, know, get I should this do nose something jump. with this
0: nose. I'll just yeah. go in and do something. Yeah, some, anything.
1: Do something, anything. Surprise me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Surprise me. I can't wait to see what you do. You're the yeah. expert. Yeah.
1: I feel like everyone comes in with their own ideas. It's sort of like when yeah. you go to the bartender <laughs> yeah. and you're like, make me your favorite. Exactly. Like, just yeah.
0: You're the me. artist. You're the artist. Yes. Please.
1: That is insane.
0: I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I just remember thinking like how disconnected do you have to be to like say that to a young girl you know what I mean I mean how, or how long do you have to have been in the business
1: <laughs> right and just even just to say the line like I've been getting a lot of not pretty yeah yeah just, like, yeah, like, yeah, just oh like yeah I mean it's bad enough when I'm going out for roles and it's very clearly in bold like character face yeah. not attractive I know, I know. like yeah. literally go out for spots where they're like would not turn any heads (laughs) i'm just like i get it okay
0: really not an very very interesting face very interesting
1: you really see it once and you move on
0: like invisible i mean she's really she's really uh forgettable is what yes yeah yeah i know it's really funny that part of it I, i can't help but laugh at that or like the fittings i've been in where it's like you know i don't know. it's just yeah it, i find yeah. that part funny though now i don't it's it's easier well, for me not to take it personally cuz i'm just like i get it like i you know it's a visual I'm, medium come on
1: and that's the aspect of i think eventually doing it long enough of most actors i meet who are in it and serious about it also are very big into self help yeah. and i think it's this you weird thing be. of just being just being like i just got to make sure i'm good yeah because they say horrible stuff <laughs> to you yeah. And almost worse than saying it, they sometimes don't say anything. Like you said, like it's radio silence most of the time. Like you're like, I'll talk to my parents. Like I did this thing, uh, callbacks and whatnot. It's like, oh, when are you going to hear? Probably never.
0: Never. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've trained. I've trained my community of friends to never ask me. Don't even ask me what audition I have. Like I used to get so pissed when people, Oh, you have an audition. You have an audition. Yeah. Yes, I do. I like, does someone freak out when you send a fax at work? Like, come on. It's like a part of our job as an actor.
1: just what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's sort of like as an actor, you have to have this like, you know, thick skin, but then we have to be vulnerable to do the work we do. It's, it's really in in that way. It's such a noble profession, you know, like we're putting ourselves in this really vulnerable place, uh, constantly but then we have to kind of protect ourselves yeah. yeah
1: it's a weird work where i feel like it's both highly respected and looked down upon like oh uh, it's just yeah. like oh my god i could never be an actor but also like yeah. acting get a real job I mean, and you're really? like really come on yeah like pick a lane <laughs>
0: it's so true it is so true and especially like being a commercial actor you know it's sort of like okay well you know it's yeah the, i know i know i know it's like people that don't know don't know how hard it is to make a living and it's like oh I moved out here. I was the biggest snob. I had no reason to be a theater snob. Mm-hmm. None. Tucson, Arizona theater. Okay. <laughs> no reason. But I, I was like, I'm not doing commercials. I don't even know if I'll do a guest spot on a show. Okay, guys. I mean, I was like, I had no clue. Right. And then very quickly was like, oh, wait a second. You can make a, a very good living. Yes. And you can have health care.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and a pension. And you, <laughs> yeah. You're walking into rooms like I'm offer only. Let's just get yeah, that yeah. out of the way. <laughs> this is a you're lucky to be meeting me right now.
0: exactly you're so lucky
1: well over the years what does your head go out with the idea the concept of being like rich and famous which is a potential byproduct of the business
0: and i I've, I've searched myself for this because i'm like is there am i subconscious am i lying to myself but i have no interest like none i wouldn't mind having this money i mean yeah i'm interested in growing wealth for sure mm-hmm. um but i I've always been, I don't like the red carpet aspect of the industry. I don't like the publicity part. You know, when I get asked, for example, to do a podcast, which happens every day.
1: Right. Um, it's common.
0: Yeah. My immediate like response to anything like this is absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I don't know why I've just always been like, I, it's almost like I'm a really private shy person. I, like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in a character on stage, I I love that, but I don't ask me to, get up and toast or do a speech or get on a red carpet or do an interview or to me it's like that's the scariest thing in the world World. Uh, so yeah fame would be a a a certain kind of hell for me I think
1: well it's like from what you were describing as like your personality everything was pretty much kind of like let work speak for itself like yeah. I'm just gonna do work, but like, if people ask me about acting, you seem very, like <laughs> early days. Like, who does that? Yeah, and,
0: and, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so ashamed.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> not even ashamed. I think you're just very much just like possibly like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna put it out. I don't want speak it. It's I don't want people it. to like follow up and think that I'm acting because it's like an importance to me. Like, look at me, what I'm doing. It's more yeah. of like, no, I just enjoy it's like, this. I
0: want to like, be like anonymous within it almost yeah. like I, I love doing the work. I don't care to watch it after mm. I, to me, it's like, sort of like, it's, it's a, kind of boring to watch and like, unless it's something really like some, like, you know, show that has all these like production values that like, Oh, I want to see how that turned out, you know? But for the most part, I'm like, well, I already did it. You know, and it was really fun to do it. And now to watch it is sort of like, meh, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's, I sort of, I've always joked. It's like, I'm the actor that doesn't want to be seen.
1: Right. But,
0: but it, it really, that's feels, true to me you know i and mm. so if there's a way that i can that's why i love character actors like yeah. character you know they can do everything yeah like those are the careers that i'm just like that's that yeah. that's a career right there
1: i feel yeah. like it's a little bit of like there it's two sides of it it feels like the same thing but like there's actors and then there's the celebrity aspect of it which can happen but yes. to be a celebrity is a different skill set than to be oh, an actor it is.
0: Oh, and it's, it really is. it's
1: it's geared more towards the extrovert, the charming, the like person who is like, it must be weird when you're like a famous actor and then suddenly you realize who you are is actually more famous than any character you could ever play.
0: Yeah. Like it's like like what Jim Carrey says, like he realized, you know, and I know he, he's said this on many levels, but like he realized he was a character, Jim Carrey, Mm -hmm. like himself was a character, you know, and he didn't want to play that character anymore. Yeah. I just, I love that. It's brilliant. You know, I mean, we can all sort of I, on some level, you know, explore that really, right. but, but yeah, celebrity takes it to another level because I think it'd be easy to sort of buy into all the hype about yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like you could easily buy into the story of a narrative, yeah. you know, and sort of forget y- who you really are, yeah. you know, and that's why, you know, I think a lot of people struggle, especially if they get fame early on, they struggle personally. Like, you know cuz you don't need to trust you don't know who is your friend for you or for
1: your fame or mm-hmm. so 10 yeah. years from now 10 years in the future that yeah. Danielle comes back to today so if you've okay. lived the 10 years what okay. advice do you think she'd have for you
0: I feel like she'd be like oh just go for it have fun like you know I don't know I feel like she'd just be like don't overthink things so much mm-hmm. don't take things so seriously this is all play it's all a dream right. you know none of it matters <laughs> like really you know what i mean it really doesn't it's like we're, we're just making up all these games and playing them and that's no, i feel like she'd just be like go for it have fun just
1: keep yeah. having fun i love that yeah. speaking of going for it and having fun uh, i have to inform you now's the time in the yeah. podcast oh when, no when the famed insult <laughs> comic raz clifford comes Uh-oh. out
0: is that fun? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun for <laughs> Raz. Uh, we'll see. Uh, so, okay, let's bring out bring out Raz Clifford. Come on out, Raz. Uh oh. Oh god, Uh-oh. Daniel Weeks. Seriously, Uh-oh. seriously, this is this is who I'm stuck talking to. Okay, this dummy. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, folks, you may recognize Daniel as the person in those shows that nobody watches. Oh god. And now, I'll be honest, I've seen Danielle on set many times. Very often she's on set getting ushered out by the security because <laughs> she keeps trying to sneak in and beg for work. It's very sad. You've you got to stop. How did uh, you know that? <laughs> well, I keep an eye on you because I'm always telling security, like, that one. Get her out of here. And, okay, for the listeners, since they can't see you, Danielle looks like every lady from Minnesota. <clears throat> okay. So just whatever you're picturing, you're right. Now are my notes correct here that says you're you're a natural blonde?
0: I I am. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. It also says here that you're a natural asshole. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Okay. And boom, you got Raz. And look, if you see oh me on set, God. do not bother oh. me. I'm getting a oh. haircut. Okay?
0: Of course you are. I yes. get I get you're several haircuts day. a
1: day. <laughs> it's something we extremely wealthy moguls do. Okay. Bye. Bye, Rez. Oh, oh my god. god. He's a delight. He's such a treat.
0: He really is. <laughs>
1: He's just lovely. Salt of the earth. Very wonderful. Well, I have to bring this up. Uh it's not on your IMDB. You're on the Weird Al show.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Oh. My God.
0: It was so much fun. Uh yes.
1: Tell me that more. Was, yeah. I'm I'll
0: tell you more. I can tell you more. Huge you fan
1: more. of the You're
0: a huge fan, Weird Al. Yeah, yeah.
1: My first yeah. my first concert. I've seen him like five times in concert. I he is just bar none. I put him in my like top five of comedy influences for me. I'm not even musical, but I'm like yes.
0: Oh is. my gosh, that yeah. He he is absolutely joy, all play all joy. He's a you'll be happy to know if you don't already know this. He's just personally just a really lovely person, lovely, yeah. lovely man. Um, and the show is one of my favorite jobs to date i mean it was it was so much fun it was directed by peyton reed who went on to direct lots of films like i don't know ant-man
1: i believe is like, yes. is like the <laughs> yeah, big no, franchise he them. was yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah um and there were all of these great uh guest yeah. stars on the show um judy tenuta was on it mm. rest in peace um she was lovely and this is like a weird little tidbit one of the pas was none other than melissa mccarthy I mean, and she was really funny at the time. I remember thinking, why is she a PA? And, oh, and we shot in um, Johnny Carson. We shot at NBC Studios in Johnny Carson's old studio. And we shared our dressing rooms with Jay Leno's uh, people. Um, so, like, I remember, like, seeing Jay get, you know, being in the same room with Jay getting my makeup and hair done. And it was just such, like, a surreal, you know, so I was 22 crazy. at the time. It was such a surreal experience. But. So much fun. I mean, it was just—it really was one of those jobs that you're like, oh, "Okay, that's this is why I do what I do." Yeah. You know, and Al was super fun, and that you know, I know it was really frustrating for the writers and for Weird Al at the time because they kept having to like dumb, like just dumb down the writing. They, the, the scripts would start off like so brilliant, and then they'd have to like slowly take out the really mm-hmm. funny jokes, yeah, as not to offend any children. So that I know that was you know frustrating, yeah. but it was pretty yeah I mean it was it was very cool
1: yeah. I mean it seems like it's like it's not surprising from everything I've heard and I, I met him once he his daughter had gone to a school that my friend was like teaching at and she was like he's here signing his new children's book oh get down God. here so like I got down there and I'm like hey on my friend and I like get the book I go up and he's like hey which kid's yours <laughs> oh
0: and son. you were like none
1: none <laughs> I've been a fan of yours. I'm just a
0: weirdo hanging out at a
1: school. Yeah, I I now, it like all dawned on me of like what this must look like. He was like, who should I make this out to? Me, the adult human. But I was like, I was like, I've been a fan of yours since I was five. Like he was like my first cassette tape. Like just like everything was just like very much like, I was just like yeah and of course super nice about it wasn't weird about oh, it and yeah.
0: he was probably trying to connect with you as like a father he was probably yeah. like oh which kid is yours because we like I, I could totally see him being like we can hang out right. you know whatever that <laughs> seems like something he would
1: do you yes. know yes so yeah. also it just shows like when you're working these jobs it's so much about like the people from the top down of like setting like the mood and having it be like this lovely experience because like oh, you never oh. know sometimes you get it's... on set for like a dream job and you're like oh oh
0: i've been on those sets and i've been i remember i did uh third rock from the sun dating myself <laughs> and john lithgow was the loveliest human yeah. on the planet the guests we got gifts from him at the end of the week he I'd be sitting up in the like little rafters, like in between when they'd be blocking and I if I wasn't up and I'd be like working on something else and I would glance up and he'd be including me in their little inside joke. He'd be like, right, right. Like include, like he was so fantastic. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. This is what it's about. This guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not every set is like that. You're oh, right. Yeah. I've, I've I've had the opposite experience too. But you just want to meet those about.
1: people so you can be like, I hope you all the successes.
0: A hundred percent, because it's it's true. my husband always talks about how narcissists are and shitty people, frankly, are do really well in this business. Yeah, I I I can't fathom why. I can't fathom why someone would want to work with someone who is so. Yeah. It, it becomes about money, I guess. Like once someone's on a sitcom and they're make you know the sitcoms, in money, it's like, and they can just be shitty and yeah. But I always just I'm always just so baffled by it. I'm like, really really and people keep giving them jobs
1: i know that's my thing it's like it's it's like one thing like okay someone's just kind of a jerk whatever but after they're consistently i just go don't hire them like i i get a little annoyed there's no repercussions that's
0: where that's where it becomes about the bottom line though it's not about any of that it's about well nope his face or her face you know makes sells a show for us or sells a movie
1: right Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so strange.
0: I mean, karma's a bitch, you know. Yeah. I've been in this business long enough that I've definitely seen a the people so. rise and fall. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know.
1: I you constantly, know, I keep... yeah, on this podcast yeah. and in life, just tell people, like, be nice. Be kind to people because you have no idea who or when it will come back. And you'll remember someone when they treat you terribly. Oh, yeah and it's oh, like yeah. you only can afford to be an asshole when you can afford to be an asshole. like when you're like at a yeah. level it's like you shouldn't but you know like okay i'll keep getting offers keep getting work but
0: but also why yeah you know what i mean i just always think like your life's on some level gotta be kind of miserable mm-hmm. to i don't know i can't help it. because i just again i think that energy just comes back at you whatever yeah. you, what you put out you get back so it's like you could go home and I have just a shitty personal life i don't know if you're that miserable yeah you know it's also like why are you doing this if you're if, it may, if you hate this job this right. much I, why it's like it's, granted i've never been in that position L- watch the second that happens to me i just turn into the biggest jerk on yeah, the planet it's like oh my god don't you, work
1: with danielle weeks You really <laughs> changed it, it's like night and day look out night and day it's really just gratitude really is what's coming yeah, through it's just it like for it, each it moment and everything yes. it's just being like oh, this could have gone anyway. So I'm really cool. It's really cool. It's the people that forget that and are like, no, it's this way because it's me because I'm here.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. That's, I mean, that would be like a piece of advice I would give to young actors. Like just the first piece of advice is like, if there's anything else you love as much, go do it, which sounds so awful. And I used to hate it when people say it to me when I was in high school and stuff. I thought it was just so jaded and awful to say it. But now I'm like, oh no, no, no. There's some real truth to that. Do the other thing. Yeah. Like really, this is hard. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, yeah, be grateful. Like yeah. practice gratitude just for your life, you know? Yeah. It's it helps everything. Truly. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. as we're talking about it, uh, if and obviously this is what you've clearly been wanting to do, if not acting and you had to stretch yourself, what would be the other possible career avenue that you'd be yes. like, Oh, okay, I could I could see alternate universe life, Danielle doing Yes. This?
0: It's fun. yeah, it's funny. I've 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 almost quit acting so many times in my career, I can't count. Um, so I'm always asking myself that question. Like always, even now I'm always like, is there anything, anything else? Um, but I do, you know, I sort of always had this romantic idea of being like a novelist that lived in Vermont. Right. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, We uh, we, we ship, ship our, our novelists
1: like, out to Vermont.
0: Yeah, I don't, they are, they're always in Vermont in some cabin, mm-hmm. some snowy cabin. Um, like in high school I I remember thinking it'd be fun to be a National Geographic photographer because you get to travel and stuff
1: now I like to ask all my guests and forgive me if you have been uh but if you haven't been a guest on a late night talk show what's a story you'd love to tell
0: I would probably tell a story about my mom or like something from childhood I I growing up like when we moved we moved when my parents got divorced when I was seven we moved across the country and I was introduced to my second grade class And I remember seeing a girl sitting in the front row who had my hair. I always had like this, I thought, really weird hair. It's like not curly, but frizzy. And so it just never, it didn't look like anyone else. And my mom, thank God was a hairdresser. So she could like style it for me and stuff. I walked into this classroom and I was like, I finally met a little girl that looks looks like me. She has my hair. And so I befriended her and uh, I was at her house one day and I walked by the bathroom. The door was cracked just a little bit. And I saw that she was taking her wig off because she, I think she had like leukemia or something. Oh my (laughs) God. Like if I showed you a picture of what I look like as a kid, you'd be like, oh yeah, it looks like a wig. It looks like you're wearing like a a, a, a big wig. Like it looks like it's like you've got something happening. But of course I didn't connect those dots at that time. And (laughs) (laughs) so it was really, oh yeah, oh sorry. That's that's not a good story. That's sad. It's sad, that's but sad. it's. Sad. I hope she's still with us. Maybe she yeah. might still be. We don't yeah, know. We don't know. Yeah. And and actually, it might not have been leukemia. Now that yeah. I think about it, she might have had like alopecia, or you know what I mean. She might have had a condition. There could have
1: been a whole bunch. I'm going to tell reasons.
0: myself it was right. that. I'm going to tell myself maybe it was she
1: was just a person very into wigs. We don't know. What a like a weird realization as a kid to be like, I have natural wig hair. <laughs> <laughs> like my hair, is what wigs look like.
0: Well, and I, I did, of course, I didn't know that before I saw her, like, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and by the way, I might not have even realized until much later on, like, oh my gosh, that's, that yeah. is what my hair looks, I always thought my hair looks so
1: weird. Great. It's a great story. It's just amazing because it has so many levels to it. Where-
0: but again, I, I will never forget the moment of walking into that room and my eye went straight to her. I'm sure anyone's eye would have. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but it was, I just was like, oh. <gasps> what is happening i just meeting my twin and I'm she just... was
1: probably just like oh she she's going through what i'm going through <laughs> <laughs> obviously she's wearing a wig obviously <laughs> another kid i can connect with about this very serious she thing i'm me. dealing with and you're just like isn't your hair weird too
0: <laughs> so shallow so shallow
1: <laughs> oh my god that's amazing so nice chatting with you about all this and getting to oh getting God. to know you even better uh are there any things you're working on coming down the pipeline for the listeners to keep their eyes peeled for
0: i mostly do commercials um i finished my first screenplay and we've been trying to sell that and i'm sure knowing this industry that thing will get funded yeah. like it, that and the usually out, well, you just boy, have you know to it.
1: write write something
0: i think you just have to write it you know and then no one does that no one actually writes scripts and has them in a no desk drawer no dust in this town if, are so, you allowed um, to share with the, with the sure, screenplay no no yeah <laughs> can you imagine if i was like no i have an nda with myself i cannot share
1: I, some people are very like i don't want to even talk about it but
0: no i mean it's it's actually it's actually based on uh my experience in high school when my mom uh my mom's best friend mm-hmm. died and uh jessica moved in with us so it's sort of about that time in my and life and she
1: was a few years younger than you so you suddenly like a...
0: she's four years okay. younger than me yeah and you, so you grew yeah. up with just
1: like brothers and then suddenly you got a sister and it was like, oh yeah
0: oh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i had grown up around her so it wasn't like who's right. this young stranger um so she already felt like a little sister but uh it was just such a i'd never had anyone close to me die mm-hmm. you know so i was in the room when it happened and there was a whole, you know, a lot of stuff that was going on during that time. So yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a coming of age dramedy. Yeah. So it's, you know, indie, little indie film that hopefully we can make yeah. one day. I mean, the, the, the goal is for me to play my mom in it, mm. which would be so fun. I've, I've only ever parodied my mom, yeah. you know, she's only a character I played, but to actually try to play her would be pretty cool, but I don't know that I could fund a movie. So I'm totally open to someone else playing. <laughs> right, right, right. you at this yeah. point i'm like i'm fine it's fine i don't need to that'd be
1: to the 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 top casting but if they're like well this other person wants yeah, yeah. to do and with them will come Absolutely. all the money like, yep yeah.
0: right. i'm totally good with that right. yeah yeah
1: um well hopefully yeah that gets me that sounds lovely that sounds really wonderful well thank you so much for hopping on and chatting really appreciate it
0: thanks Daniel. thanks for having me this was super fun
1: oh, of course and thanks yeah. listeners for listening i'm your host daniel acker and this has been almost almost famous